0: guys, welcome Welcome to one of the lost episodes of CMD Towers, Bruise and Builds. I'm mister Combo Combinum5 and my fellow host flunked out of the Night's Watch trainee program because he refused to give up his love affair with Queen Marchesa, <laughs> Big Tuck.
1: Hi, oh, lords and ladies of the Seven Realms. <laughs> fair, so, uh, fair, fair Mr. Combo. You seem quite ill during your travels. Have you been resting well in the inn? actually have been resting well
0: yon dreary nights, but but somehow the Scandinavian dogs Vikings keep me up into the wee hours, sipping rum and smoking ganja.
1: Those, those, disgu- those oh, <laughs> the disgusting wilder people strike down into your lands yet again, and you're very wary from your time tilling the harvest of the year. Absolutely.
0: It was very odd. Instead of stealing our gro- goats and raping our women, they raped our goats and left our women. It's very confusing. <laughs> I, uh,
1: it, is, it is quite to hear, It is quite crazy to hear about these things from beyond the wall. Like,
2: get, 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 oh.
1: Whoa. Where? What? Where am I? Sorry, I was blacked out there for a minute. Uh, what did uh, I, have heard there was like an accordion maybe?
0: Did I make that up? I felt like this would be a really great plug if I was a Rocky Horror Picture fan, fan. To do the time warp again? There we go.
1: That's what I was trying to think. As soon as you were like, oh, where are we? I had to be like, we're doing the time warp yeah. again. <laughs> you see, you see, it's just a jump to the left and then a step to the right. I can keep going, but I don't want to. Uh, but I do want to do thank, this, Hello, little alley
0: Ooh, there we go. Well, guys, if you haven't picked up on it, this is one of the lost episodes of Brews and Builds. Uh, We thought instead of just giving ourselves the time off, uh, since uh, one of our months, we had some recording issues. So we only put out a few episodes relative to that theme. We would use this time to actually put some ones in the bank. Let's do some ones that don't really fit themes. And today is a doozy. Yeah, this is a fun one. So here's the thing. I'm not gonna ask how Big Tuck is. Big Tuck doesn't give a flip how I feel. Uh, Squee McGee is still working for the Russians, but he is here. Uh, but we won't hear about breweries or Rock Creek Brewing for that specific uh, example.
1: But we will. But we will know. I will make mention that we are. I am on theme today because I am drinking this delicious dragon's milk. Dragon's, you just had dragon's milk on Sunday. Milk. Yeah, I know. It inspired me.
2: But now I got a bigger <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Wait, there wait, what go. is Sunday? Where are we? I don't even know what time it is. Yeah, I don't know what this concept of day is. Sorry, the Lord's Day. Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you.
1: The field of the day to well, pay God. field to.
0: Thanks for tuning into the episode, guys. And as always, with that manolith commentary, uh, which may be brief or extensive, I don't know what Squee's going to do. It's Squee McGee.
2: What's up, Squee? It's 2020-something. Uh, I don't know. 2028? 2022? 2018, Twenty twenty Who BC, maybe you're talking to 2010 squee. Hey, far... I'm back here. Just, just out here working. I just graduated school. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see you all. It's... Anyways, this is the time continuum. I'm going to go ahead and it's, it's 14, it's 1420.
0: And it would be funny though, if we just never missed a beat recording and this episode just stays in the bank forever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, we're eventually done with the channel. And it's like, did we ever launch that episode? I don't think so. Ah, f- <laughs> well, well, if you want to know ways to support the cmd tower team and all the content we put out you should head over to our patreon patreon.com cmd tower we have four different pledge levels and rewards vary from just getting access into the discord to getting your own set of cmd tower playmat and sleeves because even though this is a time continuum i know whether it's a year <laughs> from now or 39 years from now i will still have yeah, yeah. playmats and sleeves they, <laughs> they they they
1: go beyond the realms of what we <laughs> consider forwards and backwards in time
2: I think they you're, exist in call them immortal. They exist in a plane of their own existence.
0: There you go. Um, if you would actually like to pick up some of our swag, though, without becoming a patron, you can head over to cmdtower.com com slash merch. Uh, we do sell everything on there. Um, it, the business has been picking up. It's been a little nice and by that. I mean, I fulfilled two orders in the last month. So my basement is surely. But what, but, but slowly what, but what, month,
2: Mr. Combo, what month? Month 176 of what, 22. What, what, what.
0: Exactly. Uh, But hey, if you guys can't contribute financially, just share the content you're watching or listening to or watching on your hollow video, uh, because every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. Uh, And I have no other plugs to get. So let's get down to business. Insert Mulan song. Let's
1: get down to business. I will defeat. make a man out I will make a man out of you.
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so Bruce Bells is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path to thirty-two, uh, we have moved on to the endless time continuum. That is EDH. So there is no theme. It's just weird. Yeah. So we we wanted to kind of correlate how decks are constructed similar to how beer is brewed so we broke it down into four different categories first one's rampant setting your board state that's grains
1: yes and grains are the foundation of a beer they include both base malts and specialty malts usually in a 60 to 40 ratio this helps with the color the taste and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer decks always use ways to grow stabilize and ramp your bigger threats and just like a grain profile they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards and then how does your board interact with all of your opponents we call that hops and the hops are the actual plants that give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear interact with the board so your deck can do what it ultimately wants.
0: And then we have, how does the deck actually win games or accomplish its goal or meme?
1: We call that yeast. And yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content in the carbonation. Without yeast, to be drinking flat sugar water. Without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then we have shenanigans. These can be pet
0: cards. Synergies, just kind of fun things in the deck that are on theme, but don't have a home anywhere else. We call that spice.
1: Yes, yeah, so and not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a sound dial alpino stout, or the addition of being fermented in bourbon barrels that turns this into a bourbon barrel-aged stout. Um, not every deck has them, but if there is something that makes it pop, this is where we generally talk about it.
0: And then to seal off the episode, we have a bottle capping, which is gonna be Big Texanized cuts and adds to the deck that are gonna be under $5, under 50 bucks, and a no budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. This lost episode is brought to you by King's Landing Travel and Lodging. If you're looking for a getaway to the big city, maybe you want to justify you just got a tetanus shot, then King's Landing Travel and Lodging is just the partner for you. We can accommodate all group sizes to coordinate tours of many of the famous sites. Just send a raven towards our home office located in Flea Bottom Lane. So, uh, today's deck is, uh, you know, of course, brought to you by King's Landing uh, Travel and Lodging. We always appreciate our sponsors. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And you know, they're,
1: they're, the, the sack of doubloons they gave us last month for this sort of plug just really <laughs> helped get that microphone sorted out for me. It, it absolutely
0: did. Um, and today we are actually talking the uh, playing the Game of Thrones, uh, which is led of course by Bran the Broken or AKA King Kenrith. So this is Mr. Combo number five's Game of Thrones meme deck. Yes, this is the infamous one that I got 100% play tested. So I actually owned the deck with all the alternate arts and alternate art tokens. And the thing I messed up on is getting them foiled because they're basically irreadable, uh, illegible, <laughs> and everything else in between. It's, so uh,
1: on that, on that point, I was sitting no fewer than one meter away from Mr. Combo when he was playing this in his basement. and I, it might as well just been blank. they might as well just been yep. they might as well just let then flavor text
0: absolutely um and that is the one miss i did do is i did not do flavor text on the cards so big tuck why don't you read off brand the broken or kenrith yeah cmc what its effects are and i'll kind of if you can if you about can, how if you this can came about. i know they're yes. foiled
2: and they're well, hard to read
1: well, in this in this uh, alternate timeline, evidently I went and got LASIK.
2: so Oh, how nice. <laughs> I got actually <absolutely> look at these things. <laughs> look at that.
1: Uh, no, And by LASIK, I mean increase the zoom on my webpage. Uh, so, Kenrith the Return I told King, is a, a 5 5? Weeks ago, yeah, months ago, or five, years five ago? 5 5 Legendary. Or decades ago. Legendary creature. Human Noble, that is a mythic. Uh he is four colors and a white, and he has five activated abilities. Uh one red, all creatures gain trample and haste until end of turn. A colorless and a green, put a one-one counter on target creature, two colorless and a white, the target player gains five life, three colorless in a blue, target player draws a card, and then finally four colorless and a black, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under its owner's control.
2: So
0: the reason I ended up settling on this is I've actually wanted to build a Game of Thrones deck for many years, many, many years. Uh, Big Tuck screwed me over the first time because I was going to do Queen Marchesa very naturally. That was going to be Cersei, easy. Uh, And then he built it, and I have this big thing. I don't build decks that other people in our playgroup already have. So I sat on it. Um, You know, I got a Kenrith uh, with my Buy a Box promo. It didn't really interest me to build a deck around it, even though I know he is a very popular and good commander. But, you know, finale Game of Thrones happened. I started thinking more about it and kind of as one of those late night in the tank projects, (sighs) I decided to, hey, I'm gonna start building out the deck list online and trying to correlate it with which characters are what and which guilds would be correlated to houses. And let's just start kind of building it from there. Um, And I went on a train one night, did it like for five hours, got most of the deck built out with the card art that I needed. Um, And so I went ahead to Atomic Ashes community, whether you love them or hate them, uh, that's the person I use for my play test cards and sent it over to him, was able to commission a a custom deal. Uh, He was awesome, was able to get the whole thing done for me, even kind of helped me out on some production issue ones uh, or stuff that didn't turn out quite exactly how we thought it would. And I think Kenrith fits brand perfectly because A, he's in a damn chair, Kenrith's in a chair. (laughs) For starters. Um, And B, Kenrith doesn't really do anything himself. Like, Kenrith's not like getting himself really big and attacking Mm -hmm. and swinging for command damage. And that's kind of like Bran. I mean, granted, we all wish Bran would have had more to do in the last season of Game of Thrones, but if you think about it, as Bran, the Broken, or the Three-Eyed Raven, or even King Bran, he just sits there, but he does manipulate things and kind of Uh. move things along to an extent, which is, I think, is kind of what Kenrith does as a card.
1: Well, and I think it's also really interesting because, you know, there's a lot of different al- allegories there that you mentioned, but I did read somewhere that Kenrith's dick also doesn't work. So it's really interesting <laughs> how that all... It's, it's kind of interesting how that, all, how that all came to pass. Uh, but, but yeah, wait, what
0: happens if he pays a red? Wouldn't his dick gain trample and haste till end of turn? I don't know. I don't know these things,
1: that man. sounds like What a happens in Westeros? Um, so, yeah, I think... So, uh... For those who don't know Mr. Combo, but once he gets an idea in his head, he makes it actualized. And the amount of effort that he put into this, A, would make a normal person go insane. B shows that he doesn't cl- clearly has more time on his hand than he claims. But C, <laughs> all that be and C, he gets really excited when he plays this. But finally, I will I it, it really is kind of incredible how he came across and shows all these cards. I've seen it played a few times. Um, it's definitely a really fun it's a fun deck, right? It's it's very kind of like Cruiser-y just because you're playing characters, not like yes. whiz bang spells, yeah. which I, oh, which which big, I like. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah exactly. Uh, and there, there was a lot of effort that was put into here. Um, there's a few, there was a few things where I was like, eh, I don't know, but for the most part, for the most, for the vast majority, um, it, it really is incredible. And I think as from like a deck perspective, I think Kenrith kind of works perfectly in this, like if you're looking from a mechanics perspective because the deck is more creature focused, it wins in the red zone. Um, and Kenrith is just kind of one of those toolbox commanders that does a little bit of everything, which I agree makes him kind of bland, but for this kind of meme style deck, it really works, sure. right? Like it really kind of gives you a lot of value in the command zone.
0: Well, and something that I have tried to do now, I will say this, I deviated it from it with our bottle cappings today. But one of the last things I'll say is I actually picked like in my head, the houses and the colors that they would be. Uh-huh. And when I picked the Magic the Gathering characters, I actually tried to match the character to the Game of Thrones character that would have been correlated to those colors. Mm. So, you know, like how Stark, I have that as Bayou. Yeah, and right. so it's like, okay, the Starks, I'm trying to have green and or black. Got it. And then what are their other components or what else are they connected to that I could have those other colors in there?
1: Yeah. And well, and no. And I think that's I. I think that's totally there. And I was wondering. So, spoiler alert. He has talismans in this deck. We only have eight of them. So I was like, uh, or is it seven? Seven. Uh, one, two, seven.
0: three, four, five, six, seven.
1: Like the seven great houses of Westeros. Um, so I was looking at that. It's like okay, but then I remembered. It's like oh yeah, like it all kind of flows in together. So um, if we're looking at a few things here uh, for a joke deck, and I don't know if you did this intentionally or not, the color the color wheel is pretty dead on for a five color deck that you're only using. You're 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 intentionally keeping three <laughs> three of the color combinations out of it, right?
0: yeah and so the funny thing about that that wasn't done on purpose. That happened by accident. No way, really? I actually built it I had built the deck without the talismans at first.
2: Oh I was trying
0: to get I was trying to get as many Game of Thrones characters as possible in the deck. and I noticed that when I did that, my CMC was like a four or five yeah or four right four. Here. And so I had to cut a bunch of stuff out and I was like, well, what's really cheap and clearly I need to ramp. So I was like, oh, talismans are two. Yep. Let's just go ahead and do that. And so it just kind of happened stance that seven great houses had seven spots or seven things to cut. So I got, got pretty lucky there.
1: Nice. Um, and yeah, and it's down to a three eight, which is totally respectable for a big battle cruiser. Yep. Like it's not five, right? Um, And then lastly, the price you, because you play, because you got to get these in play test or proxies as they're called, and I think you you probably own a fair amount of these cards, but even no, I if, own every single card. Oh, perfect! And it's but it's also just like a meme deck, so who cares, right? Uh, you're not yeah. taking this to a tournament. Um, it's around five grand at the at the top end of it, so uh, <laughs> definitely probably going to be difficult to build on a budget. But again, like I said, all joking aside, there there was a lot of effort into this, and and I think you can really see that once we start talking about the cards in it. Awesome. Well, let's actually get
0: into the deck and uh, start with the grains. So I will start off with uh, a card that, it's one of my very stretch connections when it comes to Game of Thrones, like the card and the character. Sure. Uh, but this one's great because I do want to live in the red zone, I do want to attack, yeah. and it's great getting mana to my mana pool that I can then pool into Bran or Kenrith. So Radha, Keld which is actually Gendry Baratheon. So I'll first read off Radha and I'll kind of explain why I picked this as Gendry, even though it's like the sweatiest connection I can do. So Radha Erdikeld is Gruul, so that's just green red. That's actually one of the big reasons why, because I correlate House Baratheon to Gruul Mm. if you're just picking two colors. Um, It's a legendary creature, Elf Warrior, 2-2. You, whenever Radha Eredilkel attacks, you may add two red to your mana pool, and then you could tap it to add a green to your mana pool. Run home, Kerr. I've already taken your master's head to make me thrash you with it. That was more Jon Snow than uh, Gendry, but you know. He's we'll kind of got a weird accent. It's like kind of Cockney, but not
1: really. It's kind of it's, yeah. it's 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 just like generic
0: British, right? mm Hmm so this is in here a it's always it basically you can look at it as kind of like a mana rock mm-hmm. it's a two mana mana rock that taps for a green but then also it is nice because you've seen me play the deck a few times yeah. where sometimes i don't really maybe have enough mana to do everything i want so it's like oh well i can attack with Rodha, activate kendra let's put some plus one plus one counters on Rodha to right. make it where she can't die via blocks and hey I just got bigger. I got to use my two red because it doesn't carry over into my post combat main phase, and it's it's cheap.
1: Uh, I will be talking about this pairing in a little bit here, so I don't damn have, you! I don't have much. Damn you! I don't have much to say. What do, what do you not like about it? Uh, I'm not going to say. I will tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Go to hell. I also didn't, uh, I also one? when I when I went through the cutting, I didn't do the house rigmaroles because I couldn't possibly be bothered for that sort of thing. So well yeah i didn't even do it so okay easy enough <laughs> and it's uh, my deck nobody uh, could so be bothered this this is one where it's like I, this is obviously like a pretty one-for-one one connection but i think this works a lot it both adds like a function of the card um and kind of what you need in this deck so uh i want to talk about beanstalk giant aka the giants oh, yeah. So, two colorless, or I'm sorry, that's the adventure cost. Six colorless and a green for a creature giant. Um, his power and toughness are equal to the number of lands you control, which is pretty, a pretty beefy boy, right? You can easily give him trample and plus him with a Kenrith, so that alone is enough to sure. win the game. But I like that you can also, for two colorless and a green, you can sorcery adventure him out, search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. So, again, like I think it kind of fits. It fits the theme very well, right? Um, how... There's a gazillion giants. I think this one's one of the better utility choices, right? So you had a gazillion sure. different things you could have gone with, with the giants bits. And I think you chose wisely, um, both in terms of giving you more access to mana and also for like the big Peter side of things. And yeah. I, like, I think again, working against the, working, working towards, I want to have as many characters as I possibly can be represented. You kind of have to make these sort of concessions into a creature like this. And I think you, I think this is a pretty good inclusion in that regard.
0: Thanks, yeah, and you know what? The Beanstalk Giant, we've we've been talking uh, color standards uh, for the past few months or years or decades, yeah. uh, depending on when you're listening to this. And, um, you know, I could see Beanstalk Giant becoming one of those standard cards in green. Like, you're gonna run a ramp spell anyways, yeah. why not have a big dude that you can cast later in the game that literally no one can touch while it's sitting there in exile. Right, yeah. And so that's that's kind of the big thing that I like about it, but also being in a five color deck and I got, I got trying to see i actually don't run fetches in the deck which is surprising uh but i do have a bunch of other ways to kind of quickly get out lands and you know what if i cast this on turn two or three i'll ignore it till maybe turn 11 or 12 and then cast it and and you you and like like you have you did you wisely chose that you had a bunch of um
1: you had a fair amount of basics right That just worked out that way so it's not like you're gonna fail to find which is what the argument would be Um, So, yeah, that's why I think it's I think it's a good inclusion. I think it's definitely on on theme. All
0: right, for my second card, this is actually one of your commanders uh, that you run. Uh, It's one of the ones that you seem to enjoy playing the most. So I want to talk about Salvala Explorer Returned, which is Marjorie Tyrell. I don't know why you're shaking your head at me. You literally like got all excited and went to go grab it as I was reading the card. No, right I'm saying it's not my it's not my. It's, it's, not, it's,
1: it's I don't have it.
0: Oh, you're just you're just excited. Okay. Okay. So, Silvala is Marjorie. Um so Silvala, if you guys aren't familiar, is a colorless uh Silencia. I- don't believe I made, I'd have to double check to see if I made their house, Silencia. I don't believe I did, uh, but it's more Sylvalla's effect that reminds me of Marjorie. Right, yeah. Legendary creature Elf Scout, it's a two, four, and it has parlay. so you tap it. Each player reveals the top card of his or her library. For each non-land card revealed this way, add a green to your mana pool, and you gain one life, then each player draws a card. The Lowlands refuse to suffer at the whims of the high city. Ooh, not bad. So, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with the Game of Thrones and Marjorie, Marjorie kind of. Came in, was trying to be queen, was dating like the the homosexual king. Uh, he ends up dying. Uh, so then she goes to Mary Joffrey, who's just like the devil incarnate. Uh, and the thing that she tried to do that really annoyed Joffrey is she tried to like give gifts and things to the people. Right. But the thing is, is Marjorie just like everyone else, never did anything nice without wanting something in return. Right. So Savala's like, hey, everyone gets to draw a card. But I'm going to get a little cheddar in my pocket for doing it, which is why it's the perfect correlation. Yeah,
1: I I agree with that, too. And like you said, it's a give it like even if she didn't get anything monetarily, everything that she was doing was just a facade. Right. So this card, this card on its surface is like a group hug card. But like you're getting more of the hug than anyone else is because you're getting the card and life and mana right uh yep. so i yeah that was one i that was one when i was going through and just i like looked through all of them and then slowly went insane um that i thought was like dead on board but some bad news is that in early 2021 i actually ripped this part this deck apart in my downsizing
0: oh man uh and i was wrong i did make house tyrell silencia so Lencia, there yeah. we go. Okay. i was on theme nice so big tuck what's your second magic character and game of thrones partner
1: so this is one of my this is one of the favorite cards one of my favorite cards that's ever been printed and i i have tried so hard to shoehorn it into so many decks and i think i finally figured out the one that's going to work for me um but again this is a casual deck right it's the time to kind of explore and do fun things and i think sure i think um varus or Gonti, lord of luxury is a really really oh, fun oh, yeah. inclusion <laughs> so um Ganti is uh he's a two colors two black uh legendary creature a the bone rogue he's a two three with death touch about 40 cents thanks to the rogue deck reprint when he enters the battlefield look at the top four cards of taller target opponent's library exile one of them face down then put the rest on the bottom of the library in random order you may look and cast that card for as long as it remains exiled and you may spend mana as though it was mana of any type to cast that spell right so obviously super fun and i and and again like in this sort of fun big battlecruisery deck it's fun to play these sort of cards where we're kind of playing off each other and i think it like i think it does a good characterization of varus too because he always like at least until like the last season he it was always like he was always in someone else he always had his hands in other people's pies right and like oh, it sure. seemed like he always could kind of jump ship and, and he's you know whatever his title is um Let's let's see if I can find it real quick. Uh, Master of whispers. Yeah, there you go. So like he, it just seems like he's always trying to he, uh, converse to the Savala connection. He is not. He's always playing other people's games to better suit himself. Sure. Right. Like he doesn't really have his like, he has his own driving force of survive and try to be on the winning team. But until he figures out the winning team is he's always kind of picking around and like, looking at the defenses and knowing the knowledge. And I think it's a really I think that's like really well um, exemplified in Dante, Lord of Luxury.
0: I, I see, I actually, I mean, that, that's a fair assessment. The main reason I picked uh, Gonti for Varus is I imagine like Varus arriving or Gonti entering the battlefield and then one of his little birds brings him a piece of information. Ah, so that's kind sure. of like the exile for you get a card. It's cause like one of the little birds is like, oh, you've arrived. Here yeah,
2: here's you your thing, ah, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, and I was actually very torn because I was thinking about making this Peter Baelish because this is also yeah. the, the death touch piece seems very Peter mm-hmm. Baelish-ish. But I actually made him a different card that I think makes a lot more sense, but yeah. it is more of a spice card. Uh, but yeah, Gonti's great in this deck. I don't think I have many ways of blinking him to like rinse and repeat it. But hey, I'll take a 2-3 death touch that I can maybe make bigger or if he dies, Kenrith will bring it back it's, to the exactly. battlefield. We'll rinse and repeat, do it again totally all right my last one um is not as fun of one but i think it's pretty good so i do have some instance and sorceries in here things that i try to do with those is correlate them either to events <laughs> or sayings and magic so growth spiral or i drink and i know things <laughs> is my last one and actually this is a card that i think i should play more but i don't oh it's incredible yeah uh, wow. so this is blue and green instant draw a card you may put a land from your hand onto the battlefield cynical and spiral patterns are a specialty of yair clade which seeks to revitalize the cycles of nature um and the reason i correlate this to i drink and i know things i look at drinking as drawing the card Uh uh-huh and then it's like putting the land down as like I know things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take a drink and I know well, it. Well and you like so. and, and like
1: to your point with the and sorceries, you really like you can't be like, oh, like there's there's the the wild the wild children cast fireball one time in the entirety of the series, right? It's very they call that yeah. uh, they call that low fantasy, right? Because it's not like Dungeons and Dragons where there's wizards and dragons and all this other shit. Sure. Like it's very it's much more grounded. A la Lord of the Rings is kind of in the same those are both, like, low fantasies, so you can't just be, like, it can't be, like, you know, the time, Cersei drug up plants from the ground out of her own spite, or what, you know what I mean? So it's, like, all of these ones are, like, they're kind of, like, but in the same regard, they're kind of dealer's choice there, which I'm sure was fun for you to do, like, to do things in, like, this, right? Where you can kind of play to the Saints and, like, people who, people who are into Game of Thrones will know what that means, right? Because they also see, like, fat Neckbeards wearing that on T-shirts at conventions. Um, hey, I got that T-shirt. I, know, I know. <laughs> uh, but you right, not a your last grain? Uh, so this one I-, I chose because there's a theme to this deck. Obviously, that's not very subtle. Um, but it's legendary creatures, right? And I'm and I'm really kind of digging into that on a couple. Oh, did you not fronts? pick up on the
0: other theme of the deck that's not so subtle? It's all
1: humans yep <laughs> <laughs> or elves or something like that uh but speaking of drinking and knowing things uh you you could have done this as a dwarf but you did it as an actual playable card so i can recommend you on that i'm talking about uh Kethys the hidden hand aka Tyrion lannister uh yeah so uh abzan white black green it's a mythic for two dollars <laughs> Legendary Creature, Elf Advisor, it's a 3-4. Legendary Creatures, you cast, cost one less to cast. Uh, Exile two other Legendary Creatures from your graveyard until end of turn. Each Legendary card in your graveyard gains. You may play this card from your graveyard. Let's see if I can think, okay, it's been a long time, but the pen is Mario, then the crown. Eh, I'll, I'll give you a seven out of ten. That's all hey for for my accent work. That's that's high praise. But in similar so in similar scope to how Tyrion, not only is facilitating all the things around him, right? He can't really fight yep. very well, but he's smart. He can read between the lines and kind of flies under the radar as much as as much as a Lannister can. That makes sense with the legend with the plus one the one less to cast, and then later. Mm-hmm. So I also kind of real. I, I think that the the second ability, when from my perspective, makes sense because Tyrion's Tyrion plays the game for a very long time, and then realizes that the game is kind of bullshit and starts like throwing other people under the bus throwing his own family under the bus and that sort of thing. So for me, I kind of view that second bit as, he, like when he kill, spoiler, I guess like spoilers for Game of Thrones, figure it out. You know, when, when he kills Shay, when he kills his father, I think that's sure. kind of a big turning point for him where he's like, I, there's all these people that are respected and I just want them out of my life. And in similar scope, Oh, Kef- okay. Kefnis kind of has the second ability to do the same thing, right? Where he saw the legendary creatures and then he's getting rid of them to get something that he wants back. Like Jon Snow, for example.
0: I like that. I honestly, the reason I did it is Kethys kind of looks like a master of coin and I know sure. that's what Tyrion ends up as. And I was like, oh, all right, that works. And and the colors I thought fit because I believe I have Orzov as House Lannister, okay. I believe. Um, and but Tyrion never felt like a true Lannister, which is why I was like, okay, I can get the green in there because he is somewhat loyal to the Starks right. as well, which the yeah. Starks have some green. Um, but yeah, Kethys is great for this deck because I'm playing almost all legendaries, three mana, everything's reduced by one. Yeah. I mean, people play the monuments for that very same reason.
1: Yeah, um, and he's he's my Abzan commander or was in the alternate timeline the best timeline, so I'm here for it. Cool. Well, that's gonna wrap up the green build.
0: Now we're gonna head over to the hop profile. Big Tuck, what's your first hop card from Game of Thrones? So we're
1: continuing the legendary train uh, with the Vampire Knight, which I chose because when I pulled up the picture, I literally laughed out loud. So we were talking about Avard the Cursed, AKA Ramsey Bolton, uh, AKA the picture that you have is him doing his best Tyler Durden impression. Uh, (laughs) which is a pretty deep one but here we are Um, so uh, Avard is a legendary creature vampire knight he's a uncommon uh, three colorless uh, orzob that's black white a 3-3 death touch lifelink other legendary creatures you control get plus 2 plus 2 let's see here he's kind of like nasally right where he's like I won't abandon the weatherlight my destiny is to serve as joyr's side this illness means I must trust my faith and more and myself less, which is exactly the opposite of what Ramsey Bolton would say. But yeah, I, I, like I said, 3-3 three, three, Death Touch and Life Link checks out, right? Because he actually is a pretty good combatant. It seems like he enjo- yeah. it seems like he gets his enjoyment and meat out of life from killing and hurting mm-hmm. other people. So that works. Um the legendary creature thing, the plus two, plus two, I can't get the I I can't get the correlation there, but So
0: I, 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 I did that more because I feel like Ramsey was one of those leaders that like not from an army perspective, because I don't think he was a great military commander, but like in those raiding parties that he would do, it seemed like his crew was very yeah, loyal to yeah. him. And it's like, when we're here with you, like we could fucking kill everyone. Right. And so that's kind of what my thought was. It's okay. like, even though he's not like a battalion commander, like small skirmishes, like he'll make everyone perform a little bit better. Um, and then yeah, the Death Touch Life Link. And I will say this is my biggest stretch. And if there was a better Ramsey card, I would be all about replacing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. So, uh, but it yeah. also, but it, like again, it's a legendary deck, so this is also an auto include anyway, right? So it all it all works yeah. out. All right. So
0: my next one's actually a new card for my Coria. And the magic art would be this character in Game of Thrones if he was able to live past the age of like fifteen. Oh. Um, so we're talking about General Kudro of Dranith mm. or Joffrey Baratheon. That little
1: bitch. So
0: that <laughs> little bitch. Uh so here's how we kind of got to it. General Kudro of Dranith, colorless Orzov, like I talked about, I'm pretty sure I made Orzov for the Lannisters. Yep. Legendary creature, human soldier, it's a 3-3. Three, three. Other humans you control get plus one plus one. Joffrey never really rallied his people to do anything, but I do think him having a presence made people like like they yeah. kind of said when the attack of Blackwater Bay, just be there and they will fight harder for their king. Right. And plus one plus one is nothing to you know take home to the bank but it's at least a little bit of a right. bump so i, I kind of was
1: there and i think just you, just, do, just on that point as well like the fact that he was i think that goes well too cause that he was the lannister king right so lannister oh, yeah like lannisters were this big family name so just being in the presence of a lannister everyone's like oh you know and if you're with them mm-hmm. you would be more inspired but you also know that he's a piece of shit, so you're not yeah. like you know trample death touch all that stuff
0: so whenever General Kudro of Dranith or another human enters the battlefield under your control, exile target card from an opponent's graveyard. That is the most Joffrey thing ever just to make things disappear. Yep. I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna behead you, I'm gonna humiliate you, you're gonna be gone from this planet. Um, so I liked that. And then the last ability is actually one that I liked the most. Pay two colorless, sack two humans, destroy target creature with power four or greater. That is something that Joffrey does left and right, sacrifices his own people to get rid of like the smallest threat.
1: Yeah, Uh, I I completely agree. So yeah, it's weird weird because again, like there's some that like the art, the art looks more like it or you can make that kind of connection, right? And this one is the furthest away from it, but it does all track. Uh, I do have a question for you though. Do you have this in paper? Pretty sure. Okay, because we do not need to be talking. Because this is, I'm like, I'm in the, I'm in the market. Like, whoa. But I got I got to keep one. Okay. P- per the
2: rules, but you, you can't just, just proxy a, the, a non-existent card. We know this. Yeah. See. It's a three-dollar. Um, but hey, lo- look how at many the card times have you got perfect. upset John, by John, a card that was three dollars? Think about that. The card art's
0: perfect though because it's literally Joffrey at the Battle of Blackwater Bay over, wearing baby. his armor at the top of the wall. What is Kudo doing? And he clearly wearing armor at the top he of he the wall. He
1: clearly has Joffrey also had diabetes just like General Kudo, aka really <laughs> does. So again, that all works out too. Uh, okay, so this was the one this was the one that I was like, okay, you win you win this one, Mr. Combo, cuz this is good. So you took 3 cards and put it into one card. <laughs> and, okay, and I was well, like, yeah. okay, I was like, okay, that's fair. So um, I want to talk about Questing Beast, a mediocre card at best, in my opinion. Um, but this is the Sand Snakes, and it, this one actually is this one's good, this one's good. You got me there. Okay, so Thank you. Questing Beast is two colorless and uh, two green. It's a four for a legendary crease. Legendary <laughs> creature a beast, a crease, yeah, creature beast. It's a mythic from the trash set, Throne of Drain. That yeah, even awful. now in the still in the awful. un in the unspun uh, annals of time that we live in, we still agree as, a, as a <laughs> the set. Um, vigilance, Death Touch, Haste. Questing beasts can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. Combat damage that will be dealt by creatures you control can't be prevented. And whenever questing beasts deal combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to the target player, playing as Walker
2: that player control. And you think that's so, mediocre? It's it's like fine.
1: It's it's okay. Um,
2: but the okay thirteen dollar card, yeah, that right. card, that card's a big woof on it's, the scale of like one to woof. That's a woof. It's it's okay. um
1: But if you look at the three Sandstake sister, sisters, they all have very distinct fighting styles, right? Where like one has yep. one has a whip, one has daggers, one has a spear. I think right. Yep. So that's cool that you have the three covered there. Um, Can't be blocked by creatures power two or less. The Sand Snakes would wreck all these small little mooks, but once they got up to someone who was actually strong, like you're in Greyjoy in this case, they were like yep. shit out of luck and just got wrecked by one guy, right? Yep. Um, The creatures, that, combat damage that would be dealt by creatures you control can't be prevented. They also use poison because they're from Ooh, Martell. I like that. Um, and the last yeah. bit, I don't know. There's <laughs> It's impossible to, to correlate that with the planeswalker. Well, so.
0: You look at it this way, each of the sisters has their own unique abilities. So you'd almost say one has vigilance and can't be blocked by creatures power to her left. Oh. One has a death touch. A combat damage can't be prevented and the other one has haze. In that, so you just kind of that's yeah. the stretch, yeah.
2: But, but I think but I I, give you I, all I, a timeless suck at vorthos nerds, please. Yeah, <laughs> thank you.
1: Uh, that the questing beast, but like I think still, even with that last ability being the biggest stretch out of them, the rest of them work out enough that and like the sand snakes mm-hmm. aren't big enough characters where you need to have three different cards. So that yeah, all exactly. I think that all kind of worked really well together in this one package.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's kind of funny. The last thing I'll say about that, because you literally hit it on the head. Uh, Guys, you can go to the Tapped Out page that will be posted, cmdtower.com slash bnbl1. Uh, You'll actually see at the bottom, um, it's not the actual, like cards connected to the art, which actually I think I could do that now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I actually do, you know, I have House Tyrell, have House Martell. The only reason I ended up doing the Sand Snakes is I was like, okay, obviously I'm gonna make Prince Oberyn. And then it's like, but who else do I do? I can't (laughs) just have one guy from House Martell. So it's like, okay, how do I make Alaria Sand and the Sand Snakes like a somewhat relevant creature? So uh, glad you liked it though.
1: No, that's, that's good, it's a good bit. All
0: right, this one is a stretch. It's a big stretch. Because it doesn't really fit the Game of Thrones character at all, other than the fact that the card's kind of worthless. We're talking about Raff Capishan Shipsmaid. Oh yeah. <laughs> which is also known as Rinley Baratheon. So. <laughs> I, I was
1: like, I I kinda get it. <laughs>
0: But. Yeah, I, I mean, think about it. Renly was worthless. This card's kind of worthless, uh, but it does have a function for the deck. Sure,
1: so, yeah, all right, all
0: right. Uh, to- <laughs> Two colorless or, uh, Azoria, so that's going to be your white and your blue. Legendary creature, human wizard. It's a 3 3 uncommon. It has flash, so you can play it at instant speed. It has flying, and you may cast historic spells as though they had flash. Artifacts, legendaries, and sagas are historic. The only thing I have that kind of stretch makes this fit Rinley is next to Denarius. I think Rinley, sorry, I think if we went John. Daenerys, Renly, that gives you order of like the most respected leaders within their armies. Renly, even though he died super early, I truly believe if his brother hadn't made like a demon baby out of smoke. Yeah. Um, Renly probably would have beaten him mm-hmm. and taken over King's Landing. Right, right, His people loved him. He seemed like a good guy, other than the fact he cheated on his wife. Um, but like they should have been married in the first place, right? Like It was a that's sham fair, marriage. Fair. <laughs> And even so, she- that's kind of how it fits Rinley. Yeah. And the colors don't even fit... Uh, baratheon because i never really felt renly was a real baratheon really? even though yes he was born from the same parents as robert uh but he just didn't have that gruel
1: tough he was more of, a, was more of an intellect creative type have. comparative to yes. the other ones yeah yes um i will admit though this is a bit of a sweaty one <laughs> in terms of the connection <laughs> uh it's not the, it's not it's not the worst um out there but it also makes sense because you have so many legendary creatures sort from of a mechanics perspective right so
0: Yep. all right big tuck what's your next uh hop?
1: so this is the one i like i like this for two things one because this is my favorite character of the in, in the entirety of game of thrones second Uh-oh. second it's the one that is the namesake when i was part of the dire Wolves on my jersey uh and third off Ready? this is a unplayable card but it actually works <laughs> with this uh all right Wait, are
0: we doing? doing, How about this? Instead of doing a three, two, one, how about you read off the front of the card, and then I'll read uh, the front name of the card, and I'll read off the back name of the card.
1: But we're 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 doing the card, not the character, correct? Yes. Okay. Not the
0: character. I'll let you announce the character. Got it. So, um, I
1: am talking about Ehrlich of the Kralen
0: Horde. And the flip side is Urik, uncontested alpha. Now, which Game of Thrones character is this? This is
1: the Hound, my boy, Sander Legane. He's the best. Uh, and uh, for those who have listened to the podcast for a while, you do know that I am still locked in deadly combat with my brother, Garrett, uh, also Garrett. You can uh, suck it. Wait, hold on. You can uh, suck it. <laughs> so yes, um, the Hound, uh, so obviously we can read through the card real quick because it's not that great. Um, three colorless uh, and rule that's uh, red and green for four, four legendary creature, human werewolf, not relevant. whatever this creature enters the battlefield or transforms into Ulric of the Colon Horde, Kralen Horde target creature gets plus four, plus four until the turn. The beginning of each upkeep, if no spells were cast last turn, transform Ulric of the Kralen Horde. So Ulric
0: uncontested. And so Big Tuck also didn't say it, the way that I did the card Ulric of the Kralen Horde, the human side is actually Sandor Clegane. And then the flip side, Ulrich uncontested alpha is the Hound. Right. So this is legendary creature, werewolf, kind of fits, hound, werewolf. Uh, whenever this creature transforms into Ulrich, uncontested alpha, you may have it fight target non werewolf creature you don't control. So loose way to kind of connect that to the hound. When he transforms, he could be he could basically fight anyone except for, quote unquote, his brother, the other werewolf. OK, loose. Go with me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm here, no. And he's a six six. I'm here, I'm here for a big it. big beefy boy. And then it says, the "Beginning of each upkeep, if a player casts two more spells last turn, transform Ulric Uncontested Alpha." So before Tut gives his thoughts on the front of the card and just the card in general, my whole thing is Sandor. You, he would have moments in Game of Thrones where he would be Sandor, and then he'd flip a switch and be the henchman. Yeah, I'm just going on rampage. And I wanted a card to kind of resemble both of those, and I didn't want to do a planeswalker, so. You are right. It's unplayable in regular commander, but I actually think it's good in here because I'm eliminating
1: and doing plus
0: four, plus four. That's pretty decent. Yeah, I agree.
1: I, I agree on all of it, right? Like flavor win, um, the duality of him, right? And like, I think a good example of that is when he's like, he's building the church, and then the people, oh, yeah. and then he's like, all right, well, guess I'm just going to go on a rampage for the, ne- for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> just hack these people apart with axes. So yeah, so I think like the the naysayers will say there's a better card for the hound, right? But like, I think I think this is another one where it's like you're doing you're doing a disservice for the deck as a deck, but you're doing it right for the character, right? Or and and that's up. So the question is, did he actually print this double faced, or did he give you two?
0: He did. He gave me two initially and then he finally gave me a double face. Nice. Oh, the guy knows what he's doing. So yeah, so
1: like I said, the Hound is the best character in Game of Thrones. He's my namesake, he's my boy, and I think I think you did I think you did him justice here. Yeah,
0: the only thing I'll say, the only other character I or magic character I could think of that might fit the hound better is like Rook Thar, I guess. Yeah, or like I think but I think your, that's like big stretch. I think I think like
1: Garuk. Some variation in there might
0: work uh, for him, but Oh, I guess there is the flip planeswalker garouk, but I don't really consider the hound or sandor like a planeswalker level character. Yes, right, exactly. Like
1: he's he's like he's the only reason why he's good at his job is because he's six foot nine and three hundred and twenty-five yeah. pounds, right? Like it's not he has magic exactly. or
0: anything. All right, well that's gonna wrap up the board state and hop profile. Now we're gonna head over to the east. All right. So for my first yeast, uh, this is a card that I had never heard of. Thank God it was only fifty cents. Uh...
2: <laughs> this is uh, uh, this is th- this is what? Do, do you
0: even know how to say it? Uh, I do. I do. Okay, three, two, one.
1: Borrigamos. 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 Bor bor no no no. Bor <laughs> borrigamos. Yeah. Bor Yeah. Bor bor
0: Bora Bora. <laughs> All right, this is Robert Baratheon. This one, uh, this what
1: I saw and I was like, "You, you dug ext- way deeper than I thought." You right, were well, going is, to.
0: This is absolutely young Robert Baratheon. Yeah, this is young Robert. Uh, three colorless gruel, gruel. So it's two red, two green. Legendary creature, Cyclops, six, seven. Big Tuck, yeah. why don't you read what it does?
1: Uh, trample, whatever, bur. Bor deals <laughs> combat damage to a player. Put a 1 1 counter on each creature you control. And I think, so, okay. It's been a while, but I think he's like, <clears throat> It's easy to see why these cruel dirtbags follow him. The only orders he gives are crush them and we eat. Taste uh, Karlov. Oh, all right. Yeah, I, I would think
0: it'd be like a. Uh, it's easy to see why the cruel dirtbags
1: follow him. Only order he gives is crush them and we. Eat. Well, and then we're both wrong because that it's actually from Tesa, so it'd be like Queen Cersei talking about. Oh. That. <laughs> so, so yeah. but uh, and even the best of so the best. So, um, weird card doesn't see a whole lot of play for obvious reasons, but I think it works for a lot of reasons, right? Like he was the he was a strong ass fighter right so the six seven works i think i think you you hit on a good point earlier about renly where it seems like the baratheons really do a good job inspiring the people underneath them right whether it's Mm -hmm. like whether it's um who's the the guy who bangs the lady of light Robert, er, Oh, Stannis. No, there's Robert, there's Renly, Stannis. Stannis, yeah, so like Stannis, people follow him like fanatically to the ends of the earth, literally when he goes up to the wall, right? Um, yeah. Renly, people follow him because he thinks he's a fair dictator, and if Robert Baratheon, uh, is, if his own stories are anything, it sounded like he was like the warrior to beat on the battlefield with a hammer, which is funny because yeah. most has a giant hammer in here too. So, yeah, yes, like... Again, I think this is one where it's like there's there's probably a better card out there, but I think with the raw essence of Robert Baratheon, it's very well captured in this card.
0: I honestly like I'd be shocked to see a better card out there to do Robert, because if we think about Robert in his prime, um, he was, like you said, an amazing competitor on the battlefield. He carried a hammer, so it fits that. But he was one of those leaders that led through example right right, right. and it's not even just being there like this card has to deal combat damage to even do a uh, anthem right, effect right, right. on his creatures with counters and so i think that's why this card fits well because i highly doubt robert ever hung at the wall and made commands right. when he was fighting the targaryen no. he was in there in the front lines and someone probably saw him smash some dude's head and they're like yeah,
2: yeah
1: exactly. Can yeah, we can win. Win. We, we can win win this. To yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. All
0: right, Tuck. Well, what is your second yeast card? So
1: um, this is a banger card that's still $14 from years ago, and it works in a lot of different ways in this, but it is a traitor, just like the bastard who it's named after. But I'm talking about Kalidas, trader of Get, or Walder Frey. This this old conjure, on, This is perfect. It, it's really good. So Kalidas Trader of Debt is two colors black black for a three four uh, legendary creature vampire warrior. It is a mythic coming in at about fourteen dollars life link. If a non creature if a non token creature an opponent controls would die instead exile that card and put a two two black zombie creature token on the battlefield two colors of black sack another vampire or zombie put two one encounters on Kalita's Trader of Debt so. If we so the way I want to talk about this card is eliminate the zombie vampire bit right just take that out of there like let's, okay. let's look at the raw bits of it right so Frey is only here for himself so yep. he he doesn't care if something dies about their legacy or anything right he's not an honorable yep. he's not an honorable man in that sense of the world um, so that explains the first bit and then he's he's completely not above sacrificing his own people or his own his yeah. his own land or his own allies just to slightly better himself towards the winning team, right? And similar yep. scope of here, like he didn't care that he was going against the rules and killing like the head of the Stark family, right? He didn't care about the Stark legacy and what that meant to him. Um and, nope. and also he like just would run his people against the other army and be like, whatever. Like I can make more of them. I mean, like, 15, <laughs> with them with my fifteen with my fifteen wives. Um, so yeah, just like it's really good. And then the one thing I will mention that I wish—do you know what? Fre- do you know what Frey pies were? So this is oh yeah, absolutely. It was the Suns. No, no 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 no. There was there was a. It was in the book. They cut this from the show or whatever. But people started getting these things called Frey pies that were after. Um Arya Killed them and then people took over whatever that castle is. They chopped their bodies up into meat and baked them into meat pies and would send them out to people. So they call them fray pies. So they actually knew that there was human
0: meat in there and they sent it out. Yeah, his. they intentionally did that to like prove a point. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, It it
1: is a redacted bit. Totally metal, man.
0: (laughs) So, and the kind of other interesting thing with it is I did make House Frey Orzov. So, I I did double check that I didn't make Lannister's Orzov. They might have been Boros. Mm. Um, So, House Frey uh, was Scrubland. So, you know, it's the, the white and the black, but he only gets the black because I feel like House Frey they're not all like terrible people it's not like it's not like lannister where you look at almost all the lannisters are just trash. yeah right they're all just or, you look at stark everyone is like honorable mm. except maybe an exception Frey is one of those where it was really just like one, or I'll say some bad apples, like his sons weren't that great, but then everyone else was just kind of like low end common folk. Right, yeah. And so, Frey being the leader of House Frey, he did not get the white in his CMC because he had no redeeming qualities. No, yeah, he was just a
1: miserable old codger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so my second one uh, is the one that uh I think it works, you know, for what the card is trying to do. Um it's a four-color commander. It's the one oh, that sure. I refuse to make cuz it doesn't interest me as a commander, but Saskia the Unyielding or Jon Snow the Queen Slayer. So, Saskia is all the colors but blue. Legendary creature human soldier. It's a 3/4. It has vigilance, it has haste. Whenever it enters a battlefield, choose a player. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, it deals that much damage to the chosen player. We obviously know that Jon Snow was a massive war commander, you know, from small battalion or small groups to large armies. And he never really backs down after attacking, which is I think where the vigilance comes mm-hmm. in the haste he's willing to run into the fire. Right. He doesn't think that much. Uh, but I do like the, uh, choose a player whenever you deal, whenever that player receives damage, uh, by one of your creatures to any players it deals that much to that player. And you can look at that on a few, uh, micro levels within Jon Snow. You can look at it as whenever he thinks he's doing the best thing for the people around him, he ends up hurting them. The one person he's trying not to hurt, you could also look at it that way from a tactical perspective. Hey, I believe attacking these things are going to be better, but then he ends up hurting, like, think of Sansa because mm-hmm. he didn't take her advice with the Battle of the Bastards. Right. I'm going to swing in, but he ends up actually hurting his own sister. So it, it has some loose things there. And and actually, I would agree this probably is a better card for Jon Snow. Uh, but I wanted something that was tactical, that was a leader. Yeah. Plus, from just a magic perspective, since I'm living in the red zone, I need ways to be able to... Maybe take out a player. I can't yeah. deal. And, with.
1: and I, the last thing I'll say on that with the bit is like Jon Snow. Also, he kind of can get very singularly focused, right? Where he's like the Boltons have wronged me. I'm going to take mm. out the Boltons. The the Lannisters have wronged me. I'm going to take out the Boltons. So it makes sense where he's like, okay, I'm targeting you. And then I'm only dealing damage to you. Right. Where it's like, yeah, you're the Boltons. So I don't care about anyone else. Right. There could be six other people here, but I'm only attacking you and I'm dealing double damage to yeah. you. And that's all that matters. Right. Makes yeah. sense
0: all right chuck what is your last you spot? had
1: a lot of options for this one a lot of them <laughs> and i i think you did a good i think you chose wisely so um oh. the one because because there's so many different ways you go through it. so i'm going to talk about the card that ended up being the knight king right Oh, gotcha. um, and you chose the scarab god for it so the scarab god is uh three colorless and demir that's blue black for uh mythic five five legendary creature god coming in about 13 dollars at the beginning of your upkeep each opponent loses x life and you scry x or x is the amount of zombies you control two colorless uh and then demir exile target creature from a graveyard create a token that's a copy of it except it's a four four black zombie when the scarab god dies return it to his owner's hand at the beginning of the next and uh end step so obviously the night king is like the big bad of the whole series um yeah. unstoppable raises the dead right and he like the way that he wins is just with this mound of armies that he's brought up by himself um mm-hmm. so it all, it all checks out there the only thing and so i'm on board with it right and Again, that's just like from a thematic. That's a thematic expense. That's from a thematic side of things. From a mechanic side of thing, this is just another copy of Kenrith's last ability, but like slightly more efficient. You don't run a ton of zombies, so you're yeah. not going to see the first snap often. Um, but I do, so I can understand where you're going with this. I would say that it and there's a gazillion different options you could choose for this. Like I said, um, there's a part of me that says like if Kalidus just said zombie of get. I think the Night King might fit might fit good with him too, because it's kind of accomplishing the same idea. Right? Oh, okay. But again, considering that you had to choose this you had to choose the biggest bad of the series, right? And then find a card that exemplifies him in a deck that's not zombie driven in any way, shape, or form. And and the fact <laughs> yeah. that he reanimates dragons, giants, the whole nine yards, it doesn't matter what yeah. he's reanimating, he's pulling it out, yeah.
0: Yeah, and the other reason I picked the Scarab God is in theory he can't die. Yeah, yes, yeah, right way right, right. to kill him and that's exiling him or getting the uh, uh dragon glass through the heart. Yep. So that was the other thing I kind of liked about Scarab God as he does deal with zombies, he does steal creatures from the dead, brings them back to life as zombies in his army. And you think about it, the more White Walkers or zombies the Scarab God has, the, more, the yeah. quicker your opponents are going to die. And then, hey, I'm going to murder. I'm going to board wipe. We're going to we're going to reset you. Well, he's just going to come back to my hand at the instep, yep. and I'll just cast the, the Night King again. You can't stop me.
1: Yeah, totally, totally there, totally there on that, totally tracking.
0: So it's kind of funny that you picked the Nightkeep and Scarab God, because my last one is his pet that he likes to fly around on. So I'm talking about Teneb the Harvester or the Syrian. So Teneb the Harvester is three colorless, black, green, white, or Abzan. And the reason I picked that color combination is I want to say the or yeah the syrian had i believe that's the one that was kind of
1: green and white correct mm, yeah yeah i don't know there's like a black one and then yeah. two other ones so i can't
0: yeah that well there's black and red yeah. um that's drogon viserion and the other one i'm trying to remember what the other one uh, no, I actually, I think, t- I don't know. Anyways, I was trying to pick them based on their colors, but Neb the harvester legendary creature dragon, it's a six, six, it has flying. And whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you may pay two colorless black. If you do put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. I basically just kind of look at this as the night King is always riding on Viserion. So as Viserion is dealing damage, he's rising things back up from the mm-hmm. grave, similar to how you kind of talked about with Scarab God. Um yeah, I, I, I like the card a lot. I've actually, when I've played this deck, Neb the harvester has done the most work for yeah. me and made people the most scared. Like we gotta put Mr. Combo under wraps because he's he's reanimating a lot of stuff. It's, yeah. This is like almost like a secret reanimation deck.
1: Yeah, I, I totally. And like we saw that when we played, when I saw you play this last, when you got milled a bunch, then you cast your commander and it was just like, it turned into a toolbox deck out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's gonna wrap up the yeast package. Now we're gonna head over to the spice. There were some spice in here uh, because maybe they don't fit the deck, but I feel like a lot of them do fit the characters. Tuck, why don't you start us off? Uh, what is the card and magic character you're talking about? So this
1: about? is my second favorite character, my favorite little ginger man. Well, he's not ginger, he's humongous. Uh, well, he is a ginger, but he's not little. Um, but he and the Hound have some of the best banter in the entire series. So I'm talking about- Yes, they do. Wait, are we doing this? Nope. Okay, um, so I'm talking about Tormund Giants Bane or Ruhan of the Fomori. Uh, Ruhan of the Fomori, which is ironic that you say this because his name's Giant Bane. Ruhan of the Fomori is a 7-7 legendary creature, giant warrior. <laughs> uh, color just guy that's red, white, blue. Um, he's a mythic rare, about five bucks. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose an opponent at random. Ruhan of the Fomori attacks that player this combat of Abel. Unfettered by allegiance, driven by war. Uh, yeah. So,
0: wait, wait, and Tuck, is the tall lady there? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> she looks. She looks like she's about to eat your guts for liver. So you do know her. Well, you're together. <laughs> well, not not now. <laughs> so, so so good. Uh, yeah. So this makes sense in a lot of things. torment Tormund is like a, a, a strong ass warrior, right? Um, but he also seems like he's kind of reckless because wildlings sort of are, right? They kind of just attack, yep. right? It's not like they're not very good. They're, they're do, they do have some tactics in the sense where they do like, um, like in and out, blast, hit, come back, that sort of stuff. But mm. when they're attacking, you just see him going just like just walking straight yep. forward in a line, just hacking and slashing through. And in similar scope, um, Ruhan doesn't, he doesn't care who he's attacking. He just knows that they have to die, Right. Doesn't matter the opponent, doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. who's, doesn't matter anything. It's just that this is someone who means me ill, I'm gonna kill them.
0: Yeah, the only card that I could consider replacing uh, for him would be the same one where it's a, a attacks at random, but he gets indestructible while he's attacking. Oh, Zergo? Zergo, yeah. Yeah, giant, yeah, so I think I think Zergo could be a fair replacement here, but um, you know, I i like ruhan I've, I've never played with it before it's i've never even cast it in the deck <laughs> no. uh but i do like seven seven at random at someone's yeah. pretty pretty dumb and um you know i would guess a lot of people aren't going to take it because he doesn't have evasion of any kind yes. so i'm going to be taking out two twos three threes four fours like pretty frequently yep. totally totally on you there all right, so I went <clears throat> with one of my favorite hated characters. It's weird. I like them and I hate them. We're talking about Jor Kadeen, the Prevailer or Tywin Lannister. <clears throat> so Jor Kadeen, the Prevailer is three colorless Boros. That's red and blue legendary creature, human warrior. It's five four. first strike and it has metal craft creatures. You control get plus three plus zero, as long as you control three or more artifacts. As long as my hand holds a blade, there's hope for your pure Meriden once again.
2: Or pure, pure Westeros. I swear you've been working on those accents.
0: There you go. I'm not. uh, I don't even think I did his right. But I think as we talked about with the Baratheons and kind of a little bit with Joffrey, kings and rulers and generals and armies when the the little people see them at the front and fighting they really rally Mm -hmm. that's why joffrey only gets plus one plus one because it's just like he's not really fighting uh ramsey inspires a little bit and so it's like plus two plus two jork dean or tywin incites so much I would say military exemplance that when he's out there and he fights on his sword and he gets covered in blood, his his soldiers fight harder. um, Or at least they fight because they don't want to get killed by him. (laughs) So that plus three plus so with the three or more artifacts, that's pretty huge. And I would even swing with Tywin or Jorkadeen with Metalcraft. It's like first strike and it's an eight four. I'll do that all day long.
1: And it works, too, because I like how it's like as long as my hand holds a blade. So he even tries to fight after he gets his right hand cut off his master hand. Right. Yeah. And um, no one covets artifact. Wait, what are you? T- wait, wait, what are you talking about? I'm talking
0: about Tywin. You're, you're talking about Jamie.
1: Oh, did I get those screwed up? Who's Jamie
0: in this? Jamie's his son. No, 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 He's no, He's the no, one no. that gets his hand <laughs> what cut oh uh he is
1: uh, oh i okay. so i can look hold real on cool Oh, so oh tragic blade you, of yeah, legion no, no, yeah yeah yeah. never mind okay so oh yeah he's tash but anyway which is awesome too but i think so okay that this even makes more sense right how he is the leader but then where i was getting at was like the the lannisters more than anyone else covet artifacts in this case crossbows Mm -hmm. valerian steel gold the um scorpions as they call them that sort of stuff so even that kind of tracks a little bit i (laughs) i mean outside of your talismans you don't have that many artifacts so i would i would wager to guess from a from a mechanics perspective i mean you have like your whole suit of Ramp. I mean, I have ten artifacts in the deck. Yeah, that's 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 decent, especially because they're all mana ramps. So you're gonna hold on to them. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So th- even now that I'm thinking it's Tywin, it, it works even better. So yeah, it's a good one. Cool. Well, that's gonna wrap up the spice package. Now we're gonna head over to the
0: bottle cap. And as a reminder, it's gonna be big Texanized cuts and adds to the deck that are gonna be under five dollars, under fifty, and a no budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana only lands, and every card has to correlate with a Game of Thrones character. But we're doing it. We'll start with my under $5, and the first card I'm gonna cut is one of the biggest stretches I have in the deck, but I do have loose interpretations on how it works for the character. So I'm gonna cut Kogla the Titan Ape, which is also Lord Eddard Stark. Mm -hmm. So Kogla the Titan Ape is three colorless, green, 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 legendary creature ape, and it has three effects. Oh, and it's a 7-6. When it ETBs, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. I feel like that was very Eddard Stark. Like, we only got to see him for like five or six episodes. But, or sorry, three or four episodes where he was under his own free will. Um, And he just seemed to always want to fight people. (laughs) Like, he he shows up, someone gives him a little bit of attitude, and he's like, Oh, you don't want to go. (sighs) You sure, little finger. Like, damn, calm down. Okay, when Kogla attacks, destroy target artifact or enchantment defending player controls. Once again, really angry. Every time he's going and attacking, he's blowing up shit. He just is very destructive. Um, <laughs> and then a colorless green. And I did like this for the synergy of the deck. Right. turn target human you control to its owner's hand. Kogla gains indestructible till end of turn. So that's almost like Eddard saying like, Catelyn, get behind me. Like, I'm hiding you, I'm returning you to the castle, and then I'm gonna take them on and I'll win the battle. So it, it does loosely fit Edard a little bit, but I think I got a better card. And it just came out of Commander Legends. Jared Carthalian Truer. Jared, uh, this is, the man. This is, now, this is what this is one of my cuts. This not, is,
1: not for th- This is what I'm putting in for a different one. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's funny yeah. uh well before i talk about the car uh, you know uh, yeah go ahead which what, what are you cutting for this for under five so i
1: was actually gonna cut rada well this is it, it's under five all my stuff except for one is under five dollars so I'll, well you know what for youtube editing we're making it simple you bastard easy enough i'll move it right around so i'm actually gonna cut rada air to the throne for this Um, so for several reasons, one is that a Rodha sucks and it's not a good card and B I like, I like Dendry because under the Baratheon rule, if you will, of the kingdom, he was the true heir to that throne right now so let, let let's read off what jared
0: actually does yeah. um so this is red green and white legendary creature human warrior and it's a three three when jared carthilian true air enters the battlefield target opponent becomes the monarch it can't become the monarch this turn if damage would be dealt to jared while you're the monarch prevent that damage and put that many plus one plus one counters on it and tuck your best Gendry voice. What's that flavor text? Put a ring
2: on it, I think. Put a ring on it. Oh, um, I'm here for what's mine. Oh, it's like
1: Christian Bale kind so of, bad. right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually always thought he kind of looked
0: like Christian Bale. Dude, for sure, especially when um, he had the short the...
1: hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Yeah.
0: So here, let me tell you why I picked Edard for this and then you can kind of explain why you picked um Yeah, perfect. So the reason I chose Edard for this is when Edard kind of shows up, he makes like other other people seem to become the king or queen mm-hmm. when he's around. He's never the one that actually is on the side of the crown. Even though even though, he's, when he, even though he's
1: king of the North,
0: right? correct yeah, well no he is the ward of the north right he is never king of. yes the north. yes yes so when he's there and swinging and battling his side is not king or queen but if you think about it when robert is at full strength when they're probably battling and early on in westeros lore when robert or when eddard has full support of robert Edward's kind of untouchable. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you screw with the Starks in the north, you're gonna get King's Landing coming Yeah, after yeah, him. yeah, yeah. And that's where I liked it, to where when he doesn't have the crown on his side, he's susceptible to being killed, mm-hmm. removal. But when the crown's on his side, he's very difficult to get rid right. of. So that was kind of yeah. my thought around Jared and Edward. Well,
1: and like, so I was also kind of torn because I think Jared also kind of works as Jon Snow a little bit, right? And kind of the same, a little in, in bit. the same thing. But I like him as, I liked him for Dendry because Dendry never knew that he was royalty, right? But he was still a fighter. He was still support. He still believes in government or whatever you want to call it right like he believes in the things but he believed in democracy right? yeah but then once but then like once he realizes that he is this royal bloodline he becomes stronger he allies himself with stronger people and becomes like a a force of combat in and of himself right so so kind of kind of going into the idea of um he is the true heir but he he doesn't know it he doesn't he doesn't know it out the gates right which is why someone else would be the monarch huh all right, all right. No. I see both sides have their yeah. merits. Both I, sides have their I can, merits. it was hard. Well, like it's such a it's such a it's such a flavorful card. It's such a great kings and queens card. You could yeah. sub. I mean, there's probably even more that you could sub out for this, right? If you want to get down to it, yeah. yeah. All right, for my under fifty, I'm actually
0: gonna cut Deadeye Tracker, which is Theon Greyjoy. Okay. And it, I more picked Deadeye Tracker because it was a pirate. Yep. <laughs> and it was really hard to pick a card for theon like he has such a crazy like this yeah he doesn't fit anything and so this was the best i could come up with but with commander legends i got something better (laughs) uh creature human pirate for a single black mana and it's a one one you can pay a colorless black, tap, exile two target cards from an opponent's graveyard. Deadeye Tracker explores. So you reveal the top card of your library, put that card into your hand if it's a land. Uh, otherwise, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature and then put the card back on top. So it's kind of a worthless card, which is kind of like Theon uh, <laughs> up until like the last episode. that he. Deadeye Tracker, um, also
1: well known for not having a penis. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I'm making all, uh, this, also, all these like weird also, penis oh. correlations. I'm just making I'm just, just a all these weird penis, penis correlations. One. There it is. Big, so he's you, weak as hell
0: because I don't think Fion was ever known as a warrior at any point yeah. in the series. Uh, and so that's it, more or less why I did it. But I got a card, Tuck's gonna hate oh, it. Like. And thank god I own a copy because I wouldn't want to pay for it. Uh, but it's a pirate. And I think it actually fits Fion a little. Is it a whole bit. breacher? Little bit, little bit. It's a little sweaty. Is, a little it whole, sweaty. is it whole? A is it whole? Is it it whole breacher? Way. It's whole. Oh breaching. my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so two colorless blue creature, merfolk pirate. It has flash, and it's a three two. Uh, if an opponent would draw a card, except for the first one they draw in each of their draw step, instead you create a treasure token. It's an artifact with tap, sacrifices. Artifact that one of, of any color. Uh, I don't need a map. Dang it. I I feel like Jon Snow is everyone in Game of Thrones, to be honest. I don't need yeah. a map to find yeah. riches.
1: I don't need a map so, to find riches. Oh, that's
0: bad, too. Ugh. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to trade this out for Theon, for the Theon card, is A, it still fits the pirate, so it still fits that theme at least. But one of the things I have noticed from a mechanics deck perspective is that it is very mana hungry. Yeah, yeah. And since I don't run fetches to be able to suck you know, in get yeah. what I need out, I, I need ways to generate something. And I kind of actually thought about it this way I feel like Hole Breacher is when he was uh, Reek. And then eventually became Theon again. Like it kind of came out of nowhere. Like he was so broken yeah. and so defeated. And then boom, a flash, Theon is there rescuing Sansa. Um, you know,
1: leading the pirate crews with his
0: sister are... again, that sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like he actually became something worthwhile. Yeah. Is this the most powerful card in the deck? No. Was he the most powerful character in Game of Thrones? No. no. Yeah. But
1: are they both good and did they eventually fit a game plan? Yeah. Yes. It's it's a way better fit than Deadeye Tracker, even though I am rolling my eyes over this, but <laughs> fair, fair enough. He is a pirate. All right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you would have
0: rolled your eyes more if I would have picked uh, Opposition Agent. I, let's fast. be honest.
1: <laughs> yes, I would have quit.
0: <laughs> Which is actually funny. I actually thought about putting Opposition Agent in for. Uh, um. Oh, the f- flipping little girl. I can't. I'm just drawing a blank on her name. Are you? The youngest of the start, yeah, oh, Arya. Yeah. yeah. Um.
1: Uh. Anyways, Tuck, what okay. are you cutting? What are you going to add for under? So my rock. So my Rodha is like my slimy pick. My under a hundred is my slam dunk, greasy pick. This one is the sweatiest by far, and it's insanity. And I already know you're not going to like it, but whatever. So I'm actually going to cut Kalia the Vast, aka Daenerys. Yeah. For uh, she so I get I get it. It works it works very well from a thematic perspective. It does not work from a deck perspective. So What do you mean? There's there's, there's three gold dragons, whole dragons in, the in the deck. Uh colorless <laughs> and Mardu, that's red, white, black. She's a legendary creature, human cleric, mythic for about twelve bucks. Two-two flyer, whatever call you the vast attacks, an opponent, you may put an angel, demon, or dragon creature card from your hand onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking that opponent. Um mm-hmm. Have my revenge if I have to call on every force from above and below. Whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know. Whatever. Um, I. I get it. I get it. I get it. It makes sense from a. It makes sense from a mechanics. It makes sense from the thematic. Not a good card for this deck. So I am going the complete, so this is like this one location we have here. I'm going the complete opposite of where we're going, right? I'm breaking, I'm breaking the human parody. I'm breaking the human parody. Daenerys should be dragon broodmother colors, three red and a green for a creature dragon flying. At the beginning of each uh, like cup co- keep, create a 1-1 one, one red and green dragon creature token with to the flying of our 2 As this token enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice any number of creatures and enters the battlefield with twice that many plus one plus one counters on it. It's a 4-4. So well, I've got was a like
2: foily a, copy for you. It was, it, was a in the binder. it
1: was a toss-up between this and uh, nesting dragon because it lays the dragon's eggs but it just fits from the name. It fits sort of from the mechanics. It's just, it's it's just something that's not Kalia. And I know it's insanity because we're replacing the mother dragons with an actual dragon, but this is just, this yes. is just what immediately came to mind. As soon as I read that Kalia was Daenerys, I was like, let's put this one in on it.
0: Look, I don't like it. That's fair. That's totally fair. I, will, I, will, I- I'm not gonna. I know, that. I'm sure. <laughs> but I it would be I think if I had more token generation in the deck, I would consider this for one of the other dragons. dragons. Sure. Um, even though that wouldn't even fit or make sense, but I would still do it. Uh, because then at least the Devour 2 is right, something right. relevant. Um Yeah, and I get it, Kalia. Flippin there's gotta be a better, there's, there has to be, you agree with me, there has
1: to be a better card for Daenerys and Kalia, right? There has yes. to be, there, there, there and this is just the one that was like a snap, snap, like windmill slam out of my brain.
0: Yep, literally. Like, hey, what does the dinners to do? Like, get dragons out. Cool. What card does that? Kalia? Game over. Um it mean hell. Even if the other Kalia did did something like the ETB, look at the cards. Yeah. If it even allowed me to do humans, I would have been, I would have done yeah. that over the cheaty one out. But uh,
1: the other one, just the other one that I, the other one I kind of oh. thought was Dragon Master out, uh, Dragon out. Outcast. Yeah, whatever that one is that generates it. But it was like that's too sweaty. It's not sweaty enough. Yeah.
0: All right. We're on to no budget. Um, and I'm not breaking the budget. Yeah, me but neither. I do have a cool flavor one. Okay. So I'm going to cut Dagatar the adamant
2: which is not the weatherlight report Queen commander dagatar oh yeah i so. hurting me
0: Hurtin yeah me. it just i don't really have plus one plus one counter synergy in here i mean my commander can do right. it but i don't really know if i'm gonna spend five mana to Put a plus one plus one counter on something. And then just and move, then move it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I could just pay two mana to just put a new one on. Right. Right. Okay. So uh, that that's my thing. So Dagatar the Adamant's three colorless white, legendary creature, human warrior. It's vigilance. When it ETBs, it comes in with four plus one plus one counters on it. Uh, colorless Golgari Golgari. Move a plus one plus one counter from target creature onto a second target creature, and it comes in as a zero zero. Our victories will protect a thousand generations. Pretty good. Pretty good. Ah, oh, thank you. So the reason I picked this for Sansa initially is the card doesn't do anything on its own. And that's basically Sansa. Sansa, when she is just by herself, she's a strong, independent woman. She's a leader. She could take abuse like nobody's business. But she actually didn't get any type of power until she had an army. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm tracking. Even when she was in the army, the only thing she did was manipulate the board. She wasn't necessarily a tactician yeah. or anything yeah, like that. Uh, so Dagatar coming in, it's like, hey, I got these counters, which is Sansa. And it's like, oh, I'm going to now spread out resources yeah. to the people that I'm trying to manipulate. I'm, the I'm, tra- chess I'm tracking with you. I'm tracking. So what I thought would be better, though because the thing that Sansa actually did very very well in the entire show was get allies, mm. find allies. Captain Sisse
2: oh, do this way okay. better. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So two colorless silencia so green and white oh and i didn't say the other reason um i picked uh dagatar is it's abzan so you get the black and the green from the stark side but then you get the white from time in kings uh, landing from, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little okay. bit. So this one's, you know, is going to be a little greasier from a color perspective, but I think the color thing's already greasy. Yeah. It's like she's part Stark, part King's Landing. Uh but anyway, she's a creature legend 2/2 two, two, which I actually like more than Dagatar being a 0/0 zero, with zero, four, four, four plus four, one, yeah. one counters cuz Sansa's not a fighter. Um tap it, search your library for a legend or legendary card, reveal that card, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Uh, and then I guess if I was talking, I would talk like John. Helina Shep forged the Weatherlight's first finest crew. Mm, it was pretty good. So <clears throat> uh, Sansa, you know, her development is she's, once she became not the bratty little kid, was, you know, writing secret letters to Peter Baelish, creating secret alliances. Let me bring in the right asset when I need it. And that's basically the way Captain Sisay works. Technically, Sisay Weatherlight Captain would probably be better for this deck than Captain Sisei. But the reason I didn't want to pick that one- It's too strong. Is because, well, I already have a Weatherlight Sisei deck, but the biggest thing is I, that Cessa gets bigger as she gets more allies.
1: Sansa never that, gets That yeah, that's why I meant like she she, like, she gets more that allies. That other that other Sese gets physically stronger. And I think that I think yes. that works too because similar in scope to Jamie Lannister because she's a kid of a royal family, people kind of gravitate to her, right? So like throughout her run on mm-hmm. the show or in the in the books or whatever, The Hound, Baelish, Ned Stark, um several yeah. Lannister children well, God, right? I hope
0: Ned Stark would uh, gravitate to his daughter but I mean,
1: it's like, just there, she's like the, she can be easily be the focal point of all these other big names around her sure. just because of who she is right and then later yeah. later again to your point I think she learns how to weaponize that I'm like I am a Stark I am from the north and now I can pull in either more people from around me to succeed right you know a great way to phrase it in a magic
0: perspective Sansa evolves into a toolbox character yes. yep she is very much what do i need for the situation and i will make we will get that no. to happen so all right man round us out what is your last so,
1: cut and you've done like i said you did a really good job but there was one that you completely completely shit the bed on 100 no questions asked so you did her dirty our fair lady the big gal brand tarth as Jareth, oh man, and Titan? Question mark? Yeah. Three triple white legendary creature cat giant four seven. Whenever she, whenever uh, Jareth uh, blocks, it gets plus seven plus seven until end of turn. White gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. Lights champion in the stronghold of darkness. Oh, I guess.
0: No, I so you say why you want to cut the card, and I will just tell you why I picked this because, for Brian. Because time, I actually have
1: because reason. there is a 100% slam dunk card that you wouldn't even need to get altered, and it would have worked perfectly. Go ahead.
0: So, the reason I picked this for uh Brienne is if you watch the series, she is never once the attacker, okay, like ever. She's always the defender. If she attacks, it's, a you know, a little offhand. And that's why I like Jared, because it's a 4-7 right. when Jared's attacking, or Jareth. But when it's blocking, then that's when it becomes an 11-14. And that's where I think Brienne of Tarth really came in the clutch, when she was defending people, or defending okay. Arya or Sansa. That's really when she became a beast and really kind of dominated. Plus, there always felt like there was this cloak over her of protection. Like, I was never worried that Brienne of Tarth was going to die. Mm-hmm. And that's where the color of just the white gains protection sure. the color of your choice in Linda turn kind of fits in as well. But the biggest thing is the blocking and it gets bigger and beefier sure. to kind of do it. And and she ends the series as the head of the Kingsguard yeah. blocking for uh, Brand the Broken.
1: Uh, Okay, or what you could do is the immediate slam dunk that anyone would have put in here. Adriana, captain of the guard, three colorless and boros for 4-4 legendary creature, human knight with melee, whatever it attacks gets plus one plus one for each opponent you attack this combat. Other creatures in control have melee, same deal it's perfect it follows her and also more importantly the artwork is based on that character it's slam is it based on that character has that come out and said i'm pretty sure if you look at the artwork it's her it's brianne of tarth so she also comes to a point of also inspiring other people later in the thing just like in melee and becomes captain of the guard captain of the gold cloaks or whatever I, this was the one that I was just blew, like I knew from the second that we talked about this deck and you told me who, what this was I was like I don't even have to think I get it from your perspective but this is Brienne of Tarth in a Game of Thrones deck
0: <laughs> stand by it so look I, I actually like the card a lot yeah. Um, I would like to find a spot for it because I do I think this card actually belongs in here yes. yeah, core. For sure. uh, but if I had my say I would probably cut either the card I use for Tywin Lannister or Jamie Lannister for it. Sure. That seems more, because Brienne never, never inspired people, like a big group, like never once, not throughout right. the whole series. The, the most people she ever inspired were just close confidants to her. She was never one that people rallied but maybe behind. That's all, maybe so that's all you need. behind. Uh, so yeah, that's why I don't like that for her, but i do think there's probably sure. a lot better card or there's somewhere in the deck i could put adriana captain of the guard in
1: for like you could just take out actually what you could do is you could just take out Jera- jarrah and leon and titan and then just put this right in and not to worry about it so let's just i'm just giving you options i'm just giving you options <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, you know what? We're at the end of the episode because I can't deal with this anymore. But, guys, we do have a message from our sponsors. (gasps) All right. Think you don't have a future? Parents aren't living in the... Oh, damn it. Let me redo that. All right. (sighs) Think you don't have a future? Parents are living in the slums. Maybe you don't have the coin for... A beginning education. Head north and join the Night's Watch. Protect your family and friends as part of a brotherhood always prepared for the long night. Just take the King's Road straight north and be sure to watch out for wildling raiding parties. Healthcare and other benefits don't apply until you take your own. <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much, uh, sponsor uh, the Night's Watch. You guys should definitely go check them out if you have no future. You, I, can, well, can, you I
1: can, can see love. in your face how proud you are of yourself yeah. for this whole thing I, it's just like when we, it's just like when we play the deck you just you can I, and i'm someone who am proud of himself more often than i should be i just see it in your face
0: <laughs> thank you i'm glad you i'm glad you can see the proud papa face uh, so, hey, guys, leave a five-star review, subscribe to our channel, whatever consumption platform you're watching this on in the netherworld, because this is clearly an alternate timeline. We'd really, really appreciate it. But if you would like to get a hold of us, if we even still exist, here's how you would do that. You can reach me at Mr. Commodore 5 on Twitter, I'll spell out, except for the five. Big Tuck, where can they reach you? Or, as some would call you, The, the Hound. The
1: Hound, uh, you can, uh, you can find me still. I kind of took a hiatus back in the day because, um... It was a uh, kind of a nightmare on the Twitter, I guess a little bit more of a nightmare than it was, but I'm still there at Big Tuck tweeting.
0: And you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Uh, we will have the deck list posted, like we talked about at the beginning at the cast, CMDTower.com slash BNBL1, for Lost Episode if you didn't get that. Basically, all you gotta type in is Cunt Mountain Daenerys Power.com. Squee McGee, if people want to get a hold of you, if you even are still alive, how would they well, do Well, you can
2: find me pre- and or post-apocalyptic squee. I'm not sure which one you want to go with. Depends where we're at in this time continuum that we're all in here. Uh that that's dear squee at cmdtower.com its email. Screw it. I'm not even going to give you the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. They may all be shut down. Yeah, exactly. they, they won't you know exist. But I know. I know for a fact CMD Tower survived the apocalypse. Facts.
0: I was, I was about to say, are you on that Donald Trump uh, getting banned from everything? Uh, that's
1: that's my goal for 2022.
2: Yeah, I will say not yet, but uh, banned ban from
1: all co- from the 2022. internet. 2022. What year do you think we're in? Could be 2020. It was my goal for 2022. How about that? Yeah,
2: yeah. I will say you, you're misguided there, sir. This could be 2027. Could be 2001. Who knows?
0: Well, if you guys would like to support us financially, you can over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmd tower. We have reward tiers from just a buck a month that gives you access to the discord and deck therapy and anything else we've added. And however long it takes to add this thing, <laughs> all the way up to $25 where we got play mats, sleeves, tokens, coins, everything that you need from a tabletop experience that you'll get. Plus, you really help us out so we can upgrade our equipment. Uh, if you guys can't help out from a consistent monthly perspective, but you would like to still pick out some of that swag, just head to cmdtower.com slash merch. We sell everything on there. Slowly but surely, my basement will be free. So, Big Tuck, that's the end of the yeah. episode. Playing the Game of Thrones, Lost Episode Number 1. How do you feel about the lost episode A and B? How do you feel about doing a meme deck and the cuts and ads? And a talks? ten out
1: of ten, great episode, a lot of good bits, and you guys know how big a fan I am. And and B, it is fun. You know, um, it's it's interest. It's fun to think when you're going through this of not just picking cards. There's a lot of cards in here that we wouldn't talk about normally because they're just not seen played. Uh, and then it's also fun to think about, you know, as a game of Thrones fan and not like the stand for the show that you are, it is, it is still fun for me to think through like, okay, how would this work? You know, what's the correlation? How far can we stretch this? How sweaty is it versus anything? So sure. sure. It's like, it was like the, it's a perfect episode just to like have ready to go whenever we need to
0: awesome yeah i completely agree i think this was an absolute blast um i would say i can't wait for our next lost episode but who knows maybe we've already recorded it due to the time oh, yeah. I saying, it could have really been about sure. six or eight
2: years ago who
0: we, we, knows? we already know
1: what it is uh
0: but i you know i do enjoy this because this gives us a platform to kind of talk about our mean yes. decks that makes sense instead of trying to like Fudge it in yeah. like we somewhat did for partitioners a year or so ago, or whenever that was, like for tribal month. Like, yes, technically, P- pretty it was sure tribal, that but was but really like three like, years
2: in advance. So I think you, uh, you don't know where you're at in this time. <laughs> oh, okay. It's weird,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, so I, f- I find that kind of hilarious. Um, and that's why I like this platform. Plus, interestingly enough, they think this deck's 77% competitive, which we should have talked about in the beginning. 77? Makes no sense at what? all. Tapped out, you're on drugs it's just it's just uh, it's so just yeah. it's only because I, I, you
1: have dual lands in it that's the only reason why
0: <laughs> yeah dual lands and that uh dead well, eye if that's how they
2: algorithm yeah exactly like, that's, what it, like, that's what put it over the 50 percent. you put a dual land in you go immediately to 50 percent, and then any other cards yeah. just tackle on top of that
0: so the one thing i'll be interested in though is that in doing this and i know you're in deck reduction mode if you will make a meme deck as well ba
2: ba da, ba